0: everybody and welcome to the chat it's the only podcast man do you remember john bishop the co-host of this show when i lucas southworth used to do that bit every once in a while saying we're the only podcast
1: i mean it's been the whole year what are you talking about we're so lonely
0: that's true but i the joke i was gonna make is that i don't remember that because I'm not looking towards the past this time, John.
1: I mean, what else is there to look for?
0: The future, John. The future? Yes, 2020 is ending, and <laughs> that means all problems will go away. Uh, so we've got to assume that if we go even further in the future, it will get even better, baby.
1: All right, but are you doing that thing where you have nicknamed uh, Donnie J all problems?
0: uh no no i have not i'm i'm making a joke about how some people think that things will magically get better on january 1st when we are right in the height of the covid pandemic but uh it was a joke i mean but if you do it my way it's true that's hopefully true. that's true well yeah very very that's very hopeful i would go so far to say also we're the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what's up with cars i like to make sure we say that and i'm john bishop yes good intro me uh (laughs) if you couldn't tell from that this week uh we got in honor of you know the turning of the years coming up we thought as i've said problems won't go away in 2021 but maybe if we go far enough into the future they just might and how many years lucas uh infinity
1: infinity yeah I was trying to set you up for a a math problem of 99 minus 21, but that works too.
0: Yeah. And beyond, am I right? That's a Pixar reference, ladies and gents. That's (laughs) right.
1: Let's talk about it. It's here. He's playing actual Buzz Lightyear as Chris Pine.
0: One, it's Chris Evans. Uh... Chris Pine. (laughs) It's it's not.
1: That's right. We're talking
0: about it. Wonder Woman, pretty good. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard mixed reviews, which made me sad. But I'm gonna reserve my judgment for when I bite the bullet and purchase HBO Max to watch this movie.
1: Uh, gotta say, uh, not not great, not bad, very uh, middle of the road. Like I don't regret watching this movie. I enjoy Wonder Woman as a character. Uh, it was good experience. I would I would personally rank it well. I don't know how this is gonna work. How did you feel about Shazam and Aquaman?
0: shazam i thought was really good aquaman i thought was fine
1: i think this movie blends in well with those two
0: okay that's fine by me but john that movie set in 1984 and as i've already said we are not looking to the past this episode because we did get an email uh, from one of our listeners jack uh, with a quite frankly great suggestion for us
1: that's right this episode we're talking about Cam cars clap
0: that is a different email Jack has sent us. And you know what? We'll get into that too, Jack. We'll we'll, we'll two birds one stone this this sucker. But the main the main theme of this episode uh, comes from again an email from Jack who sent us great movie idea for Cars 99. And in it it reads Lightning McQueen and Co are made statues with Stanley, except for good old demigod Mater for reasons you can expand on if you do another film pitch. Anyways, awesomely great podcast. I listen to it every day. So, A, thank you, Jack, for listening to our podcast every day. That seems like a lot of listening to our podcast. <laughs> and I I make our podcast, but thank you for doing that. And B, I really like this because in all of our film pitches uh, that we've done so far, we've been either stuck in the present or stuck in the past. We have never even really thought about looking far into the future i don't think
1: uh we've done a few years in the future maybe
0: yeah but i I really like the idea of what will cars be a hundred years from now 200 years from now even like 50 years from now
1: which brings me to my question
0: from liz i would love it john please
1: will cars fly i mean yeah okay 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 (laughs) see uh my my joke answer it re- initially was just, uh, yeah, they're called planes. And then she said, no, like, will the cars fly? And then she went on to say something that made me feel real weird. And it was like, oh, no. I pointed out that Mater can fly. And then she said, yeah. yeah, but like, will he be able to like give it to other people? Which made me think mm-hmm. of flight as some sort of disease. Yeah. So yeah, will cars develop a strange disease that can be, I don't know, Airborne that makes you fly
0: that's already a wonderful question, and to answer it, John, we're gonna go ahead and do a segment within a segment, I guess, and go over to the no wait i we're we're knocking out a lot of Jack emails all at once because for the first time in several episodes, Jack has submitted a name for the wiki quote. just let me find it. I don't love this one I gotta be honest <laughs> but to the lightning mcqueen anime deviant art of the day
1: all right give me that no wait uh, actually for the first time in a long time jack has sent us a wiki quote name let me see here the wiki quote give the lightning mcqueen deviant art of the week of the day of the hour
0: You did a very bad job doing that, I just want you to be aware of that. You
1: kept Uh, talking for a minute, and I was like, oh no, I can't remember all of this.
0: (laughs) You shouldn't pivot, man. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, this week we're going over to something we've looked at before, but I thought might be a good jumping off point for us. It's worldofcarsdriving.fandom.com slash wiki slash backwards to the forwards. John, you of course remember Backwards to the Forwards as being the prototype for Time Travel Mater. Hmm. Is that the one in which we saw wheels that were people? Wheels that were people, just straight up dinosaurs, etc. But a small bit that I think only happens for a few few minutes, seconds, not minutes, as that would be a long time for the uh, short uh, few seconds is... Let's see, a T-Rex shows up, it grabs Mater and throws him into the air, and because Mater is flying backwards, he goes into the time portal and time travels again. After time travel, Mater falls and sees flying cars, realizing he has gone to the future. A flying tow truck with buck teeth catches Mater in the middle of a futuristic city. And apparently that's when Lightning cuts in and says, This isn't true! Uh, But we do see a glimpse of what I would say it wasn't released so maybe but maybe a semi canonical vision of the future in backwards to the forwards
1: okay so i'm still stuck on the fact that he caught himself and didn't destroy the universe
0: now the thing is john i was thinking uh you're talking about flying as a just transmitted thing so what if that's not the only thing uh, mater is transmitting what if to fly, they have to start resembling our favorite, unfavorite tow truck?
1: Okay, so you're suggesting that it's not him that catches him, it's a a genetically altered a super bug that turns people into Mater,
0: or at least into closer to Mater. You know, like hmm. a shell of Mater, or a like mir- like a sort of off mirror image of Mater. Or even half hmm. mater, half them, you know.
1: Okay, half mater, hybrids. Would you, Lucas F Southworth, uh F of course standing for Fons, Fonzarelli. Yes. Yes. Lucas Fonzarelli Southworth, sure. would you be willing to be transformed halfway into Tomater No, no. In order to be able to fly.
0: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> now Lucas, why not? Now John, you've posed an interesting question to me because i don't know man that'd be pretty grotesque <laughs> I you never even like... asked which half okay you're right which half
1: the entire personality
0: no <laughs> <laughs> if you had said you would be like a centaur but the bottom half would be a tow truck Maybe. Honestly, John, maybe. <laughs> but you've chosen maybe the worst possible thing besides it being just like a... What's the word for, like, a terrible, grotesque amalgamation? Like, it's it's used for, like, if something, uh, like, in media is a grotesque, like, pile of parts monster. A
1: Cronenberg?
0: A Cronenberg, yep. A Cro- I, I, assume, I assumed it would be a Cronenberg of me and Mater sort of situation, which, no. Centaur, me maybe personality me definitely not all right so how about there's, this? Your, there's your scale
1: your hands and feet are now tires mm, you don't do like it already <laughs> you do have the hook and you do have okay. the uh bucket mirrors
0: now i don't want the bucket mirrors you almost said them as if they were a perk but
1: <laughs> but hear me out they're attached yeah. to the side slash back of your head in a way that lets you see behind you at all times
0: well yeah that is, that is a perk, I guess, but also I'd have large, rusty mirrors attached to my head. I you love that. You could
1: select any age mater, so they could be okay. shiny and chrome.
0: This one falls above Cronenberg and personality, but below Centaur. So, like probably not is this one's answer
1: fair enough but also you can fly
0: that's true and i understand that i'm taking you it's so important you know that i'm taking that into consideration with all of these because if if that's not part of it all of them would be like absolutely definitely not except maybe centaur it's growing on me it would be a probably not john's Which, answer of course we don't need to ask him is yes of course even without the flying he would take any of them
1: uh i wouldn't take personality because then i wouldn't be able to enjoy the flight
0: yeah it would that would just be Mater possessing you mm-hmm. <laughs> is what that would be
1: i guess see but possession implies that i'm still there somewhere but no, it's my soul being converted into the soul of Mater.
0: I really don't care for that, man. Which brings Not me to my fun
1: fact of the day. There's a commercial going fun. around. And it's a motorcycle insurance commercial. Sure. And it's it's Centaur motorcycle people. Hmm. And I just wanted yeah, to okay. share that with you. It's beautiful. Because <laughs> in this commercial, there are Centaur motorcycle people. And then there's just one dude who's riding a motorcycle. And he's talking to his friend, who is also a centaur. Is like, it's so beautiful to see them in the wild like this. And then the centaur, who is using binoculars to look at his kin, just shushes him, and then like salutes them by going like popping a wheelie. And it's so good.
0: Huh. Weird. Uh, yeah, that's that's about the beginning of end of what I have to say about that. Uh, but I will say uh, real quick before we go too much farther. There are two directions we can go with Jack's wonderful pitch here. Jack suggested it as a movie pitch, uh, Mm -hmm. which I like a lot. Or we could just do like a normal-ish episode about like, eh, what's it like in the future for cars? How how are you feeling? Uh, Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and we took the path. Traveled by. I guess I should have specified what that meant. What does that mean?
1: Let's do a movie pitch.
0: Yeah, man. I was feeling it. All right. All right. Who's
1: our main character? Obviously, it's going to be a gun.
0: Okay, now wait. (laughs) Why?
1: Because in the future, uh, what are we going to have just everywhere?
0: I hope the answer isn't guns.
1: Hyperloops, which are a form of... Oh, sure,
0: yeah. Gun,
1: train. Bullet train.
0: (laughs) I'm going to get one of these right one day, uh, and then you'll be sorry. I hope not. That's the point of them. No, I know. Uh...
1: (laughs) All right, so we're going to have... I don't know. We, have we we've done the Herculean story before, right?
0: Yeah, we've talked a lot about we've talked a weird amount about Hercules on this podcast.
1: <laughs> All right, so it can't be a train in the future. Everyone's going to have a Lucas. Are... You got to throw something out there. I got okay. Enough. I
0: thought I thought you were pausing for dramatic effect. Uh, <laughs> they're going to have genetic implants in them. Cars, the cars already sort of have that with. Uh, Lightning's weird phone that lives inside him, but that could be the beginning of it, I guess. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Before, okay, now, hear me out. Do we want to just explore the far future, like just see it from, like, just, ah, this is normal? Or do we want to have a character who is like an audience insert who is like displaced from time? Maybe someone we know from the current movies, you know? who can be like, what's happening? Why is this this way? And then they'll have to explain it to make it a bit easier for the audience to get into it.
1: I'm going to uh, look it up, and I think that's it. Is it the movie Demolition Man?
0: I have literally no idea, but I have not seen All right. Demolition Man.
1: Uh, Demolition Man is a film starring good old Sly Stallone, the Italian stallion. Sure. A, I believe a cop who is known for being a loose cannon who is frozen and brought back to life in the future
0: yes yes okay now you may
1: be asking what on earth is he brought back for and the answer is he's the only one reckless enough to be (laughs) able to stop the the old uh old uh criminal from the past as well
0: yeah okay i'm (laughs) man i'm reading the plot of this they're both sentenced to be cryogenically frozen what a terrible sentence i mean (laughs) what judge did this was it doc hudson am i right
1: i mean let's think about this this is just an a more human earth-centric version of the phantom zone except instead of being in this weird time timeless void where you can appear anywhere at any time but you're also hunted by weird, creepy wraiths. You're sure. just frozen. Yeah. So uh, so there's that to think about. But yes, we can have a story about, I don't know, Sheriff being <laughs> cryogenically frozen.
0: Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I kind of do love that, John.
1: <laughs> All right. Do we want Sheriff, though? Who do we want? Who's reckless enough, but funny enough to follow in this storyline?
0: Okay. I was going to say Mater, but I'm already leaning on Mater maybe being the villain of this one, in my mind of minds. I mean, we could get Finn McMissile back in the game, you know?
1: I don't know, he's too competent. We need someone more reckless.
0: Now, okay, if we're going for like a cop movie, because God knows we have to rip off some genre or specific movie every time we do a movie pitch, why don't we go buddy cops? The opposites don't attract too much. What if we got Sheriff in the game and Finn McMissile? Small Town Sheriff meets International Super Spy. They both bring in their, like, uh, expertise to form one competent law enforcement profession.
1: Now, Lucas, I will say, uh, it seems you haven't watched this movie because it is a buddy cop movie in which Sylvester Stallone is brought from the past because he's the only reckless cop who's able to figure this guy out. And he's partnered with... Uh, like a future good cop who doesn't know how to be reckless,
0: okay, I don't know, man. I like the idea of bringing them both with us, and I know we haven't seen I mean we could get someone from if we want to go real reckless, we could get someone from uh Thunder Hollow, at the demolition derby,
1: okay, I was thinking for a villain, yeah, we gotta go the road hazards,
0: yeah they're pretty I mean, but John, then we have to have sheriff be the one <laughs> their sheriff's nemesis
1: all right, so the delinquent road hazards are cruising in modern day trying to get away from sheriff and what happens with them they're they're uh they're traveling they're going crazy going far and fast and somehow they've committed international crimes and sheriff (laughs) and finn McMissell are partnered together uh sheriff because he is uh, well-experienced with the delinquent road hazards and this yeah. is also of course a lead-in to our spinoff fast and furious series
0: yeah I, all i can think about is sheriff and Finn McMissell having adventures together but go on
1: Finn McMissell is of course the uh like interpol style agent who is summoned to take care of these delinquent road hazards and uh all of these characters get trapped in some sort of ice based uh adventure or misadventure and they all get frozen and sent into the future
0: yeah i love it uh could they like i don't know tell me if i don't understand science real quick is liquid nitrogen very cold yes am i thinking am i thinking of the right thing would that freeze a person yes it would kill them but uh (laughs) is that the same thing as nitrous it is not okay well never mind
1: uh one of them is just i think straight-up nitrogen, and one of them is NO2.
0: Okay, but liquid nitrogen is maybe used in the production of nitrous.
1: I couldn't tell you, but I wouldn't imagine so. I mean,
0: going to say it is.
1: Definitely nitrogen is in both of them.
0: All right. So
1: So they go into a, a liquid nitrogen facility and get frozen.
0: Yeah, they're trying to steal it. To feel, fuel their nitrous habits. Didn't we say in the Delinquent Road Hazards episode that nitrous was also a drug? Remind- oh yeah, no. it's a performance
1: okay. enhancing drug, but for some reason they're also drug peddlers because that's like their thing. I think that's yeah. actually in one of their descriptions.
0: Yeah, it like it was weirdly implied to the point where it might as well be canon. And we we're like, oh, let's take that final step. All so right. so they are fall into the tank. Oops. And uh, <laughs> no one bothers to look for... 60 years
1: it's not that they don't bother to look it's that they can't find them because the entire airship (laughs) that they were in the entire airship that they were in crashes in some really cold part of the ocean and then uh samuel l jackson unfreezes them later
0: Mm. did i
1: forget to mention that sheriff has taken super soldier serum
0: you did but you know I mean, Uh, that's honestly a decent parallel with the nitrous in the same way Captain America Red Skull is a decent little parallel.
1: Okay, so they fall into a a weird hidden ocean facility that is experimenting with super nitrous, which requires, uh, yeah, liquid nitrogen, and it turns them all into super soldiers who are thawed out in the future, the year 2099.
0: Yeah. That works for me. Well, we got that. And that's it. And that's the end of the movie. Uh, <laughs> All
1: right. Okay. But here's the thing. Guess who thaws out first?
0: It's got to be them delinquent road hazards. It's they them delinquent road
1: hazards. And uh, the only reason that this is a problem is because they don't know that these delinquent road hazards are criminals. So they thaw them out and then they wreak uh, some delinquent road hazards on everything, which causes a delay in thawing out the other two and results in... Uh, some sort of international incident.
0: Nice. I I do also like the idea of they may be able to handle their new super soldier status a little bit better because they're used to like normal nitrous. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this enhances
1: same... more than just their speed.
0: Because, no, of course.
1: As we mentioned, they all have specific things about them. Like one of them is the heavy, so he's just become far more dense, which a faster, far more dense vehicle. That's just a tank. Yeah, it's not great. And then all of them can shoot so much fire. So much fire.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially rod, yeah. Especially Snot though. Yeah, Snotrod
1: is... He's just a, become a dragon.
0: Ooh, okay, yeah, why not? You know, why not?
1: And then, of course, there is the one whose name escapes me, who has all of the sound, and he's got vibrational-based powers. It's DJ. DJ. Yes. Of course it is. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, we've got all their interesting powers. And then of course the lead guy, he gets the most boring power of just being way faster.
0: I think that's Wingo. There's Booth there's Snotrod, Boost, DJ, and Wingo.
1: I think Boost is the leader.
0: Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right.
1: But now that you've said it, uh, Wingo gets to fly?
0: Yeah, I mean, of course.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah, so... this is
0: a pretty good gang of supervillains for our for our heroes to fight.
1: Now who is the uh, future person who follows them around? and explains everything okay this this is a wholly original character
0: okay okay i was going to say maybe mater has been turned into an ai
1: or maybe since we already know there is a mater in the future
0: yeah we do know that oh on.
1: let's not make it mater let's not make it another mater
0: i'm all i'm saying is that all i maybe want is again like i said a mater ai that's present you know that's okay, like but the, the, mater the AI, Siri, but like fully intelligent
1: the mater ai is in their headquarters who is of course the uh giant uh what what did i call it it's the plane that carried them that crashed into the ocean
0: you called it an airship earlier
1: the giant airship that yeah. is their headquarters and it's got a mater ai in it
0: yeah okay so we're, we got mater ai who is maybe sort of serves a sort of like uh if you've seen the good place janet kind of Mm -hmm. role of just like they're like mater what's going on and he's like "Mm, all cars have flamethrowers now it's the future
1: okay definitely definitely and there are maters in the future and they're like treated as minions basically Ooh, like there are half maters and they're just hey we fix things and we do all this towing stuff in the future and we are all linked to this Central hub AI?
0: Yeah. It's like the movie Lucy, which is a bad movie, but she turns into a thumb drive at the end and is also an AI that's everywhere because she uses 100% of her brain. So when Mater reaches means. his full potential, he'll pull a Lucy.
1: Yep. All right. So I'm thinking that our character is the scientist of the future, and mm-hmm. I want her to essentially be a car version of Eve. Yeah.
0: Eva. Like from yep. Wally.
1: Mm-hmm and it's just going to be that except she's just like a few generations from becoming
0: eva sure sure sure
1: all right and they're gonna call her eva for no yeah, reason
0: yeah you're gonna be like yeah that's why we pronounce your name weird your name's mm-hmm. eva we're people
1: all right all right and she is a an electric vehicle that also uses she runs on water
0: yeah right. yeah i i I like the idea. I like everything we've gone through so far. I like her being a scientist, like probably at the site, uh, who helped unfreeze them and everything.
1: Now here's the thing, Lucas.
0: Tell me the thing, John. I wish you would.
1: She doesn't have tires.
0: Mm, she's a full hover car?
1: She's a full hover car.
0: Yeah. Works for me. Like Eve. Right.
1: Uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. She is still very much the same generic shape as any other vehicle, though.
0: But she's, like, got sort of the aesthetic of Eva in that she's, mm-hmm. like, all white and her windows are, like, jet black. Maybe, like, her eyes appear, like, weird as if, like, they're uh, LEDs almost. Mm-hmm.
1: They're, like, halfway, or maybe even just one of them.
0: Ooh. So she's, okay. She's halfway, th- like, in the evolution into Eva.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think her name um,
0: in the in Wally is just Eva, but Wally I think it's can't E-V-A. talk. Good, yeah. <laughs> but we're gonna keep calling her Eva.
1: Yep. Because uh, it's so more fun. Eva uh, is so confused about these strange creatures. No, it's Eve.
0: Hmm. Okay, so she's so, so confused Eve. because she doesn't what understand
1: it's... violence. Because in the future, it's just not a thing. Like culturally, we don't glorify it in any way violence is just not a thing people like so like yeah. when these people are being violent and destroying things it's just flying in the face of all that people understand at this time
0: yeah yeah It it's just it got solved so completely that they don't even remember how to solve it anymore you know
1: which is why it's a good thing we've got a guy who's just made of guns and sheriff a guy who sounds like a gun
0: <laughs> just like an old man uh <laughs> I'm I, the more we talk about it, the more I'm really into the pairing of Sheriff uh, and Finn McMissile. I think they would make a great buddy cop team. Uh, now, here's here's what we
1: got to talk about: What powers mm-hmm. do they get?
0: Now that's something.
1: Now, Finn, I think it's easy. His attachments, his doodads, I think they're just more a part of him. And when he becomes aquatic, he becomes a boat. So he just becomes a shapeshifter.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right that just enhancing his already existing spy stuff is the way to go. And then uh, I think I
1: like the idea of uh, Sheriff being just kind of like far more classically Captain America-ish. So like, he's just now the sleekest version of himself.
0: Mm, I could see that, yeah. Like, I
1: also... I like the idea of old man and young man body.
0: <laughs> yeah, like he he still talks and acts the same, but he's just... For a car, he's ripped, man. Yeah, he's he's much
1: faster, stronger, like, just all around, just sleek, stylish, and beautiful, and he doesn't know how to handle it. And, like, I like the running gag of people flirting with him throughout the movie and him not getting it. (laughs) Because,
0: oh, poor Sheriff hasn't been flirted with in a bit, has he?
1: I mean, part of that is due to the fact that he's lived in a place where there are no people to flirt with him.
0: There are a few, but not a lot. Uh, But... I also kind of like the idea, and I think we can keep the Captain America just general he's good at stuff now. But I like also maybe the idea that he becomes sort of stereotypical, like, noir detective-y. Like, his powers of deduction go way, way up, but it's also added that, like, like, very similar to uh, Spider-Man noir, or... Does he have a name other than the one from no- the Nicolas Cage one from... Sp- I think his name is
1: Spider-Man Noir.
0: Okay, that's what I thought. Either that or Spider-Noir, but I can't remember. He, he, very similar to that in that he's just very... It, it's not all the time, but almost to access his new powers of deduction, he has to get very dramatic and uh, go into this very over-the-top bit. And he doesn't really like it. <laughs> he, he's like, I'm just, I'm just a simple country boy. I don't need to... <laughs> <laughs> to do all this over dramatic flair uh but if we want to solve the case i guess <laughs> all
1: right we got to give him like a catchphrase every time he comes out of it and it's like what in the sam hell except it's like he does the backfiring and he like wakes up backfires and just says what what was that also he sounds exactly the same
0: oh of course uh <laughs> no okay i do like when he gets taken over by his noir bit. Maybe he's voiced by just a completely different person. Lucas, uh, like he's voiced
1: yeah. by Nicholas Cage.
0: He's voiced by <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Doing his, uh, spider noir voice. Yeah. Why not? We're gonna, if we're gonna rip off movies, let's go full wholesale, you know? All
1: mm-hmm. All right. So he becomes somewhat spider noir, uh, <laughs> and he has weird flashing moments of being a noir detective. Yeah. All right. And there's, a Mater AI. There's Eve, who is a half Eve, just hover car. Yeah. All right. And they're trying to solve the troubles that are being caused by these super beings from the past, just wreaking havoc on the future present.
0: I think step one of their investigation, or at least a step in the process, we can move it around a bit, but they got to go back to Radiator Springs. Mm hmm.
1: And uh, Lucas, what do you think Radiator Springs looks like?
0: I'm going to say, John, It's it has been absolutely preserved, Lucas, is my first thought.
1: The exact word I was hoping you would say was preserve.
0: Yeah. I was thinking like,
1: oh, this is a historical place. This is just a place that does not change much at all. Like, sure, there are, instead of Flo's V8 Cafe just being gas and whatnot, there are like electrical ports. But other than that, it's just like, oh, this is... This is the same place.
0: Yeah. And you know, like how in, uh, I think the Star Wars pre- prequels, uh, they had, I think it's, is it Coruscant that the whole planet is one giant city? I think so. I think it's that it's sort of like that on Earth now. But when you get to Radiator Springs, there is almost like a perfect circle around it where like it's big, big city and then it's just desert, small town mm-hmm. <laughs> immediately. Because, of course, when Mater. Uh, ascended, he was like, Hey, I'm coming back if we don't keep Radiator Springs exactly the same,
1: exactly the same. And, uh, of course, Lightning McQueen has passed, but his, uh, his keeping care of Doc's place has been taken over by Cruz. Cruz is, of course, super old at this point,
0: yeah, like Lizzie's age. She is like how Lizzie was, she's the new Lizzie, yeah,
1: and, uh. Of course, Lightning has a statue right next to Stanley. And Lightning's Uh, ghost does also occasionally show up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, almost in the background for you eagle-eyed viewers, except maybe if we want it to be a super important plot point. I haven't decided yet. Uh, But this, going back to Jack's original message, was my absolute favorite thing, is the idea that if you're special enough to have a statue made of you, you're just a ghost like Stanley now. Sorry.
1: <laughs> it's like being a force ghost where you have to be good enough and strong enough in the force to become a force ghost except you have to be good enough and uh, memorable enough to get a statue and that's it.
0: I do like the comparison to a force ghost. I think that's a very good <laughs> analogy to uh, Lightning and Stanley's place in the universe now.
1: Oh no, Lucas. Yeah. There are two statues that have been added. There's Lightning Queen and there's Tomater, And the secret is Toemater's statue. The reason this whole area is a preserve is because Toemater's statue is the hub of the future AI. It is the central place where everything is kept, stored, and backed up. Yes. And that's the main uh, plot of the movie's, like, the goal of the villains is at first they're just destroying things having a good time. But then they decide they're bored because everywhere they go everything just gets fixed really quickly. And they figure it out that it's getting fixed by these Toe Mater yes.
0: like, drones.
1: So they figure out, well, there's one place where Toe Mater was like, at his strongest. So we have to figure out what's going on there. And they figure out by just simply like using an AI or asking one of the Maters how to get rid of them, he's like, well... If you wanted to get rid of me, which I don't know why you would want to do, all you'd have to do is get rid of the central server, which is located in. And they tell them all about it. And so, like, the noir detective, the whole thing is they're trying to figure out, okay, so at first the destruction was random. yeah. now they're clearly headed somewhere. What are they trying to do? And they notice that, like, there's a trail of places that aren't repaired as quickly. And it's because they've been destroying the maters. Mm. And they figure out using clues here and there that they're going to try and destroy the main mater.
0: I do also like. I I I think all of that's perfect. I like you were saying they were following their trail of like almost random places. We could maybe see a few like just like nods to like maybe they go to Thunder Hollow, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, the demolition derby has been turned into like the the safest thing possible where cars just very lightly tap against each other and then, like, giant airbags go off. You see, like, maybe a video advertisement for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But maybe uh, the delinquent road hazards sort of corrupted it in a way, you know? Where the airbags don't go off? Yeah, or, like, corrupted the people a little bit, so they're, like, really a few of them. I'm sort of imagining most cars here are sort of devoid of color-like, Uh, like Eve we were describing, Uh, Mm -hmm. but maybe like more silvers, blacks, whites, uh, things like that, or just very muted colors, which would make our heroes and the delinquent road hazard stand out a little bit. But maybe you see a few cars that are being like apprehended by the maters Mm -hmm. uh, who are like, they have turned sort of colorful and they have like a crazed look in their eye and they're trying to do demolition derbies like in old uh there's there's a line of like man why did we ever do this blood sport this is this was a terrible (laughs) to correct our worries from you know gar three
1: all right so i like what you're going for but one thing about these delinquent road hazards they've got all the decals yeah so instead of them getting a little bit of color they've just become like tatted up the tuner gang so uh yeah okay Lucas, I've just thought of this in a way that makes this a perfect, like, video game tie-in. They Mm -hmm. go to several main locations, and at each location, they have to figure out what the next location is, and they're going to several points because there are, it turns out, four different locations where there are, like, hubs of the Maters, and the last backup is in Radiator Springs. So each location they go to, they have to do a boss battle with one of the delinquent road hazards. And... At, like, I'm thinking the Demolition Derby is a place where it's become a fun game, where it's kind of like Street Racer, the movie, where it's just this absurd, fun thing where it's loop-de-loops everywhere, weird gravity wells and whatnot. And, uh, of course, it's been made to be a lot safer so that no one gets really hurt, but, of course, it's corrupted, and I don't know which one it is, maybe Snot Rod it's not rods running it and he's again become a dragon and he's like corrupted these people turned them violent again and uh that's like the second to last boss and it's just this crazy free for all you have to fight in this absurd platforming situation and then defeat the final dragon boss before you figure out that they've been destroying these hubs and they're the last one boost is going to be headed to uh, radiator springs which yeah, brings yeah. me To an interesting thing, because there's all these boss battles and whatnot. And the final boss battle occurs outside of Radiator Springs because it's preserved for more than one reason. One of those reasons is, of course it's the safest place to have the backups for Mater because it's protected by Force Ghosts.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's very much the case.
1: All right. So I like the idea of all of the boss battles being like, oh, they're super crazy powers. Like, Wingo's able to fly like crazy. Uh, It's not Rod the Dragon. Speaking
0: yes. of Wingo, I was thinking for another hub. I think Wingo's taken over Prop Wash Junction. Okay. Uh, the home of one of the other heroes, uh, of course, Dusty Crop Hopper. Or we could have him take over the sort of air attack uh, base, like the fire, the fire and rescue base. Which do you think? Which do you? I think I like the tie into planes with Wingo. Either way.
1: If we do Prop Wash Junction, then it's going to be a thing where we have to change all of the farms to be a little bit more interesting. I like the fire and rescue because it's probably another preserve and Mm -hmm. maybe what they're doing is they're destroying preserves. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, of course this means that it's a, a boss battle involving a lot of fire, but it's not the dragon's own flame. It's that he's destroying the ability to fight fire. So you have to mm. figure out how to fight him while also preventing damage.
0: I like that. A lot. I think that's just about perfect. If we've done three of them, we got to figure out where to put DJ. Is there anywhere that music was significant in the Cars movies? Hmm. I mean, the answer is no. <laughs> Not that I can think of anywhere where like peace and quiet was very imp- was very like. Well, that would, of course would be you know Radiator Springs. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> We're going to figure this out. Hmm. We're going to figure this out.
1: All right. What's another big location just in general in the Cars franchise?
0: Well, we've sort of... Oh, uh, Doc's hometown, Thomasville.
1: Thomasville.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think it's Thomasville. And that could Uh,
1: easily be another preserve.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: thinking it's either there or the weird... I can't ever... Sterling, his monument to racing and Lightning McQueen.
0: Yeah, I think either could work. I like Thomasville for DJ because I could see whereas Radiator Springs, I almost see as like an almost like holy place Mm -hmm. for them. Thomasville has maybe become like a museum of the past. Mm. Uh, Like almost one of those like living museum experiences where people are driving around like historical reenactors and they're getting like a bunch of stuff wrong. That could be a funny bit of like Mm -hmm. cars back in the day used to go to the to the natural oil reserves and just drink them right up, uh, and stuff like that. A
1: well-known uh, fact: old racers used to eat sand to become better at racing.
0: You famously, uh, Cruz Ramirez <laughs> ate ten pounds of sand when Lightning McQueen became her mentor. When uh, and she was stuff a child, like she
1: would save up all of her handfuls of sand.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, And maybe DJ uh, is blasting something. Uh, blasting, blasting like even worse misinformation. Uh, that is like the delinquent road hazards were really cool and uh, everyone should like them. <laughs> uh, but this is—it's it, almost like a hypnotic pattern uh, that has taken over the reenactors, uh, and they're like mini bosses or like enemies you have to fight to get. To DJ, are we just making a video game now? I'm fine uh, yes. with that.
1: Yes, we are, and also. If we don't do Thomasville, we could do uh, the museum that Sterling has because what is that? It's a training facility and it's got a bunch of technology. And if he uses frequencies to change the technology, he can just control some of the most advanced training facility things ever. And it's just you have to go into this facility, fight off different technologies, go through insane versions of training regiments and just try and get through all of these trials.
0: Oh, you know, yeah. He's put he's put the VR helmets on them to take them over. Uh, they've got hypnosis from those. Yeah, I like that. Even more, like that. we could do
1: what you said with Thomasville and then have a, f- like, secondary final boss battle where you've defeated the first three. Now you have to uh, go ahead and fight all three of them in the same location, which is Sterling's place
0: yes and that's that's why
1: the trials are as crazy as they are is because uh dj is controlling them and also you have to fight off the other two while they're making things crazy like you have to avoid all of the things that good old flying wingo is doing and at the same time there's a dragon who just will pop up randomly at the end of any trial to fight
0: yeah i love it man i think (laughs) i think we're making a great game I have a name in in mind. Do you want me to save it till the end or go for it? Just go for it. Cybertruck 2077.
1: (laughs) But it's 2099.
0: Yeah, we could call it 2099. I just wanted to make it clear what what reference I was making. It Mm -hmm. would have been clear either way, but... (laughs)
1: Yep. Cybertruck 2099, and the thing is, it runs well on everything, especially the Switch.
0: There is nary a glitch to be had,
1: and if there are glitches, it only enhances the experience.
0: And also, they don't put in a sequence of images that causes seizures really bad. Oops, shouldn't have, shouldn't have done that in your video game. Uh, yeah.
1: they're solving these mysteries, they're defeating these bosses, and then they go to the final location after film noiring. Half of these trials have to be done specifically. You can switch characters, but mm-hmm. a lot of your investigation is done, if this is a video game, by, of course, Sheriff. And a lot of your like trials are done by the Transformer, who is good old Finn McMissile.
0: Yeah. And, and you, uh, you can almost enhance your difficulty by doing them as the other character. hmm Yeah.
1: Like, if you need to find clues on the water, you become a boat. Uh, and then of course basically it's just if you want to do the classic version since sheriff is just a really fast well-made car that's good for any racing abilities
0: i could see maybe giving him some sort of backfire ability too Mm -hmm. like just to give him something a little bit to keep up with Finn a bit better
1: it's like a nos backfire where like you can trigger a backfire that will just launch you forward.
0: Yeah, and it also damages anyone directly behind you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that'd be actually a really fun little mechanic to, like, run up and then use it both as a uh, way to get back and damage. I like that. We've, that let's make it, a video game.
1: <laughs> it can also change direction. So, like, if you want to make a very sudden turn, you just turn your body and then backfire and it launches you in whatever direction you've turned into.
0: Yeah which is
1: also how you're going to jump. This is amazing. All right? And (laughs) then they figure all these things out, and they're going to Radiator Springs, but they're not going to make it in time. And then the Force ghosts show up and create a shield, but they can only do it temporarily. So the final boss battle happens, and guess what it is? It's not just a regular boss battle. It's a race. Yeah. And the race is, of course, through... I can't remember what it is. Founder Day?
0: Oh, the... the... (laughs) The Radiator Springs 500 and a half? Is that what you're thinking of? The Radiator Springs
1: 500 and a half is the final boss fight.
0: Yeah, I dig that a lot. And I had this image in my mind. Not only is there the force field from the force ghosts, of course. Mm -hmm. Wild things we're saying. But I just had this incredible image in my mind of like the delinquent road hazards making it to like the edge of it and being like, Oh, we got this. This is easy. And then just hundreds of thousands of the little Mater bots pop up in between them uh, and the statue. Uh, And maybe Boost is fast enough to like sort of get past them. Uh, So that's why we're chasing him. But like (laughs) the others uh, are fighting their way through. So we also have to try our best to make them because Boost is maybe going a circuitous way and they're Mm -hmm. just fighting their way through. So every once in a while, we may have to... Okay, yeah, it's it's in two parts. You have to switch back and forth from Sheriff Racing Boost and Finn McMissile fighting off all three of them at once with the horde of Mater bots
1: Nice, nice. And uh, there's even possibly a third player option where you're Eve and you're the one controlling the robots? Ooh,
0: yeah. One, we just completely forgot about Eve for a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when it
1: got into being a video game, we're like, "Oh, you gotta have two options." Now you can have three, and yeah, Eve okay. is the character who operates any technology throughout the systems. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So anytime there's like a mini game, where of course uh, DJ has been hacking things, so you have to go through these trials as either uh, Sheriff or Finn McMissile, and then there's like mini games in between where it's hacking mini games where you're Eve. And you have to like try and either help during the trial, or you just are fighting off the hacking. Yeah, and Eve yeah. also had like Eve is basically a summoner, and she can summon Materbots.
0: Yeah, I am. So she's maybe like the the head whatever of of the head non Mater entity mm-hmm. <laughs> of the the Mater Corp or whatever. I yeah, said she's... Mater Corp, and immediately fell in love with it. So it's Mater Corp. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, she is Mater's great-great-great-great-granddaughter. Wild. Through Mater.
0: Okay, absolutely.
1: Uh, And yeah, she is now the head scientist of Mater Corp, and that's why she has so much power over the Mater bots. And she is, of course, the summoner. She is, like, basically the future mage, the tech mage. Boy, howdy. We could even do this a thing where you can make your own character.
0: Yeah, like like maybe maybe it's encouraged that like on your first playthrough, you play as the established characters, and then you can go through and do it with whomever you like. Have mm-hmm. a robust character creator, one that Monster Factory would love.
1: But at the same time, you do have to complete the main storyline to unlock it. Yeah. But the main storyline can easily be completed in, let's say, four hours. Mm, infinite
0: replayability.
1: Oh yeah, it's, it's designed, it's a bit of a roguelike where uh, a lot of the trials and whatnot are mixed and matched, but you have to go through like puzzles to find clues, and uh, everything is slightly randomized.
0: Yeah, we got some emergent storytelling here, folks. Pay attention.
1: All right, so, of course, the the final battle, there's the three. And also, that means this game could easily be... Several like local multiplayer.
0: No, oh, yeah, of course, split screen, uh online oh. multiplayer, whatever you want. Lucas Sonic Adventure Two, you of have course.
1: multi like you can be the good guys for a playthrough. You can be the bad guys for a playthrough. Yeah, we got to throw in a Chow Garden and it's
0: Mater Garden. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Eve taking care of the Mater Bots uh, and customizing and, like, them to make them however she wants. Yeah, I mean, you that's collect exactly upgrades what it is. throughout the playthroughs. <laughs> And the idea of do, of being able to play through as the delinquent road hazards, are you kidding? That sounds incredible. It, yeah, and it's going to be so good. Oh man, I love this so much. Don't you miss when Sonic games were good? Or at least they were good enough that you didn't care about the weird things that happened. They were good enough because they included a chow garden. <laughs> so All right. So- just, just to make sure I've got all of the games we're stealing from. First off, we're also stealing from the movie Demolition Man, mm-hmm. as well as Into the Spider-Verse. From uh, Into,
1: Into the Spider-Verse and also Captain America. Yeah. And Fast and I, Furious.
0: Yeah. And okay, so we've got at least four movies we're stealing from. Let's, let's run down the games. Cyberpunk 2077, just because, mm-hmm. you know, the name and probably a lot of the aesthetic which does remind me that we're also stealing from both WALL-E and the Star Wars prequels, Mm -hmm. (laughs) movies-wise. We've got L.A. Noir gameplay. Mm -hmm. uh, And I'm thinking, like,
1: I was thinking of it as a little bit like Astral Chain. Mm, Yeah, I still
0: need to play that, but I I know what you're talking about.
1: mm -hmm. And uh, I was thinking... I really like the idea of it playing a bit like Hollow Knight.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's a roguelike Sonic Adventure 2 Mm -hmm. ripoff, which sounds incredible. Of course I'd play it. (laughs) Of course I'd play it.
1: There's not a chance, not a chance that we wouldn't play this game way too much.
0: Yeah, someone start a Kickstarter. Someone who would know what to do with that money. We've started too many fake ones that we didn't actually start, so one of you... I'm sure we've got a lot of game developers who listen here. So go ahead and make that. (laughs) Oh, boy.
1: And if you want to, like, make it with us, then I'm sure that I'm down. I don't know if Lucas is, but I would love to learn anything about making a video game.
0: I mean, I can uh, do story creative stuff i guess we've already done we've we've laid a lot of the groundwork for you let's let's be honest
1: and i know some 3d modeling all right so final battle is it showdown it's the radiator springs 500 and a half uh how do we want our film to end
0: john it's a video game come on man
1: it's both keep up
0: yeah, yeah the video okay. game
1: and film are released at the same time.
0: Uh, actually it's it's so good that it's the first video game that's ever considered for the Oscars uh, <laughs> And it does win a Grammy drama, I guess. <laughs> uh, so let's see. I like the idea that maybe you think the final battle is the the like triple options of racing, controlling the robots or fighting the the three guys. Uh, but maybe there's a second form where they all form together, and that's the final final boss.
1: So, like we cool. we're just going to th- throw in some Voltron.
0: Yeah, I I think we've been seeing some hints of corruption. Like I was saying, like they they corrupt the world around them, and it has this sort of glitchy feel. Yes, I'm stealing a bit more from Spider Verse, and uh, maybe and sort of Wreck It Ralph, uh, and maybe. <laughs> it just gets so intense that like when they feel they've lost their emotions sort of fuel it and they just sort of form together into like getting back to it, a bit of a Cronenberg
1: delinquent road
0: hazard, all four at once.
1: And we could have like a lesson in there about uh, working together versus having unhealthy relationships where the delinquent road hazards represent the fact that they all uh, encourage the worst parts of each other. But as a result, they become this disgusting, terrible, terrifying mass of evil, and then working together and complementing each other's good sides, the good guys end up like Voltroning. But instead yes. of fusing together, they've got connections that are based on the uh, Materbots.
0: Yes, yeah, I think that's it. There's the final battle is like a giant is like a giant fight. It feels mm-hmm. like nothing else in the game so far.
1: <laughs> it's, but it's all of a sudden it, the game becomes. Oh shoot! I can't even remember. Shadow of Colossus.
0: Yeah, but you're both Colossi.
1: <laughs> it's yeah, no, straight up, it's just like a one v one Godzilla game.
0: Yeah, which. If that doesn't exist, I'm sure actually it does. But if it doesn't, someone make that. Uh, I,
1: I used to play it all the time on the PS2. It was yeah. a, It was just a fighting game, and it was Godzilla and friends.
0: That sounds incredible.
1: It was so good.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, and I think they defeat them, obviously, through the power of friendship and tiny Mater bots and enhancements. I think what I've been leaning towards for our like, cinematic uh, tied-up-with-a-bow ending is maybe the ghost of Mater comes out of his statue, and he's like, "This is the first time I've held a corporeal form in a long time. I just wanted to thank you, uh, and if you're ready, I can send you back to your time." But the thing is, I haven't decided. Do they accept that or not, John?
1: I I, I don't know why you've we've well, talked about this once before. I like the idea of one person staying behind. Yeah, I don't know if I want it to be Finn McMissile or. Uh... Oh, shoot. Let's do this Fire Emblem style. It's either the Missile. All right, so it's a choose your path thing where any of the players that you can play as can choose to go back or stay, and also there's a relationship option where you can bring people with you or not. Romance uh, the cars! You can romance the cars, and no matter who you're playing as, whoever your primary is, they can choose to be in a relationship with any other player or character. Which, like, I'm going to say, there's even cross-romance where you can romance the villains if you're the heroes. Mm. And uh, you can bring, let's say, Eve to the past, or you can stay in the future with Eve, and it's any character can make any choice.
0: Yeah, perfect. And you get a different cinematic cutscene, fully animated at the end, depending on what, like, a little epilogue, depending on what you choose. I love it.
1: Mm -hmm. It's beautiful.
0: And the villains, if you play the villains route, they take over the world and gets corrupted in their image.
1: And if yeah. you <laughs> get that ending, you unlock uh, a demolition derby mode or a trials mode where mm. it's, and of course, it's like you unlock things as you go, you unlock different play styles as you go. So if you do that, you can have like a trial customizer option where you can just, add crazy, dangerous things to any of the levels that you've played. You can make your own crazy levels. And there's even maybe an option of you can play through the game again, except everything's been corrupted and everything's just like a different art style and everything's more dangerous and all like safety measures are turned off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I think we got there, bud. All right. I like this movie. Oh. I
1: like this game.
0: Real quick, of course, we forgot. How do cars clap?
1: Jumping up and down, and that thing that we mentioned that should never happen happens where either their uh, trunk or their, I <laughs> uh, don't remember what the, <laughs> what's the front part of the car called? Hood? Hood. The trunk or the hood opens and closes.
0: Well, there you go. I will read uh, Jack's specific. Of course, specific. there is
1: like, I think, uh, Luigi and Guido can just clap their forklifts.
0: Yeah, I, I will read Jack's specific message. I just thought, hey, can my boy Lightning and Mater clap at Guido's sign spinning skills? Uh, <laughs> that's the, uh, Their message is obviously longer than that, but that was their specific question. So I think a lot of that could be it. As, in terms of just general cheering, they could also honk, I think would be perfectly fine. Could rev or their rev engine. their engines, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: There's also so. just like... One thing that people do is sometimes they'll stomp, so mm-hmm. maybe just like get your tires and like hit the ground a bit.
0: Yeah, but of course Guido can just clap with his forklift hands. So mm-hmm. there's that.
1: All right, we have just uh, created the best movie and game ever. Let's work on this together. Let's make a collaborative project. That's. That's me, that's Lucas, that's you, the listener. Let's make this game.
0: And as always, thank you for listening to this, Disney, and your uh, subsequent game studios. Uh, I'm sure when you received the unmarked flash drive, you were a little wary, Mm -hmm. but we appreciate you giving us a chance. By listening to this, you have agreed to give us 95% of the profits from both the movie and the video game, but that should still give you a lot of money, that 5% of the profits, because everyone in the world will buy it eight times both mm-hmm. of them so and just like get into contact with us at least five dollars yeah the same way you've done every with every other time you've received an unmarked flash drive with us for our uh previous pitches so we'll, we'll get this thing started oh do you remember how i said i was gonna do a, the segment when we had new news about the cars the series Yes. Well, John, it's time for breaking news. That's B-R-A-K-I-N-G just in case you didn't get that very complex and funny joke. I did set up a Google alert for Cars the Series plus Disney Plus and <laughs> someone reported that Bruno Mars was going to be in it. I don't think that's true, but maybe it is. <laughs> All right.
1: That's that's All the right. segment. That's it. <laughs> that is good to hear.
0: Now I've seen it nowhere official, but some random website when reporting about it said bruno mars is gonna be in it i was like i don't think that's true but sure i'll say it on my podcast
1: all right the rumor
0: come out don't don't believe me don't believe me just stop is that the lyric why can't i remember watch darn it don't (laughs) believe me just watch the series that would have been better that would have been a good joke darn it (laughs) that's the end of the podcast right
1: i think (laughs) you're just ruining that but hey but hey, we did our best and our best pretty good. Let's make this game. Let's get this game.
0: See you at the Game Awards 2021. Absolutely. Probably not. 2025. Let's not crunch these developers. Anyway, thank you for listening uh to this truly bizarre episode of our podcast. But the thing is, they're all a bit bizarre. Specific thanks to of course Jack for sending us this idea. We are always happy to hear uh, from y'all, if you have ideas for something to talk about, be it a movie pitch like Jack gave us, or if you want to talk us to do an origins, or uh, moments in history, or a uh, autobiography, or you just want us to talk about something, or you just want to say hello, we like it when you do that. Do it at our email, which is the chat at gmail.com or our Twitter, which is at thekachat. Neither of those have a hyphen in there; they're all one word. Now, John says other stuff. Go.
1: Remember to like, comment, subscribe, and tell anyone and everyone who you think might enjoy this in the least bit, and also anyone you know that is in game or movie development, because <laughs> I know we do a lot of goofs, but hey, this this game sounds fun and even if no one buys it, I'd like to play it.
0: Yeah, Cybertruck 2099. Man, that is not the direction I thought we were going to go this episode. Anyway, I'm Lucas Southworth. He's John Up. Until next time, don't forget to float like a Cadillac.
1: And sting like a beaver.